Okay, cameras are rolling, sound is, sound rolling. is rolling. Cool. Okay, welcome back. I'm sorry, I'm going to pull your You're mic a little bit away from there you. There we go. You're like is that quite better? loud. Yeah, that's yeah, a little okay. bit better. Okay, welcome back. We are in episode eight of the Crownsman podcast. We're yes. doing a very special episode today. And I say special because um, I understand almost nothing about this next topic. Um, I'm your host, Jared Downey. I'm the president of Crownsman Partners. And my lovely co-host is Gaudi Molina. She is the director of management and training for Crownsman Partners. So you keep the ship going in the right direction. That's right. And me in during the podcast quite often. <laughs> That's <Yes>. right. <laughs> um, how's the show been so far? The show has been um, fantastic. There's been so many people and a lot of people who've walked by. Um, mm -hmm. And our team has been incredibly good at um, getting people, you know, into the booth, talking about their company, um, wanting to know more. And handing out Martys. Yeah, the Martys are a huge hit. Um, e crazy. Everybody, yeah. And and the, and the funny part is they all kind of walk by pretending they don't want one. Yeah. We know they do. Yeah. For anybody who d isn't, isn't uh, it just maybe you've happened to see or listen or watch the podcast for the first time, uh, we are live at CIM That's in right. Vancouver. Um, it is one of the biggest uh, mining shows in North America. There is, I forget how many exhibitors there are. There's about 400 exhibitors, yeah. um, give or take. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, they're all, it, it's nice because they're all in one place. Mm -hmm. So you can walk around, get to know everybody. Um, this is the second day. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday was the first, um, uh, open only to uh, exhibitors and delegates. So it was kind of nice uh, to get to network uh, with each other. And now it's open to the public. So it's a lot more people, um, but again, fantastic. We've, we've got hundreds of cards, yes. and we're not even going out to the booth that much. Just no. people just coming in. It's, it's yeah. been absolutely crazy. Um, they do a lot of forms to the uh, within. So there's a, there's the uh, the trade show element mm -hmm. where the companies are, but then they do um, these these forms where people are talking um, and that. Yeah. So um, they, they do a lot of like workshops, yep. that kind of thing. Um, so there's a lot of speakers and delegates that come down um, for these workshops. Uh, we, we, we were actually talking about one of the workshops in a previous episode mm -hmm. of the podcast. Um, yeah. And um, uh, so the topic we're talking is actually there was a workshop on it. And um, one of our guests, uh, get, get my, uh, Brent Hilscher is coming in from Sacredavy Engineering. Um, and he was, um, he did a workshop, I'll get him to give the details about it, um, but it's about a, a new, it's a newer technology that they're going to, that really is going to be a part of the mining industry in the next few years, mm -hmm. um, uh, sensor-based ore processing. Yeah. And uh, it's one of, I, I'm not going to talk about it very long at all because really Brent, he knows about it he, um, and, and he will explain it to us um, because if I sit here and try or we, we try to navigate through it, uh, we'll probably make it more of a mess of it than, than <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to ask Brent to come and actually join us live in the podcast. I got him waiting on the side. Yeah. So please, please come on in Brent. Thanks for joining us. Okay, um, before we start or keep going, I'm just going to test your mic. Yep. We're going to turn that on. You can just say a couple words. Hello, thanks for having me. Perfect. And you can hear us? I can hear you. Perfect. Okay, we're just going to make sure that that mic's nice and close. Yep. 
we go. Maybe just introduce who you are and then who you're with, and then we'll use that as a mic test. Mm -hmm. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, my name's Brent Hilscher. I'm with Sacredavia Engineering. Uh, we do mining-related uh, studies and construction projects. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So... Um, Thanks for joining us. This is actually your second engagement today, right? Yep. Uh, well, I, I was trying to explain the the, the event you were um, speaking at earlier, but I'll, I think I'll, I'll let you do a better job of it. Sure. Um, it was a session for sensor-based ore sorting, um, technology we'll talk a bit about today here. Yeah. Um, very popular this year. Um, so it was standing room only in the back. It mm -hmm. was just packed. Yeah, there's a lot of interest in yeah. it, and, I, and I've walked around the show a bit and talked, and it, 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 there's mur lots of murmurs about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. um, what's what's your? We'll start off with your your background. Um, you know, kind of where you're from, and um, you know what you specialize in in the industry. Sure. Um, so I've got going on 20 years of experience in mining. I went through operations in gold and copper, lead, zinc. Um, the last five, six years or so, I've been in engineering and um, recently got into, well, I guess three years ago, into ore sorting. Mm. Um, studies, construction, that sort of thing. Yeah. So when we talk about um, sensor-based, uh, <laughs> I butcher it every time. You, you've been <laughs> trying to teach me, but when we talk about sensor-based ore processing, what, what is, I mean, just in the, the simplistic terms, what is it? What are we talking about? So you're using a sensor and um, measuring a quality of the rock. So it could be frequency of light, color. could be X-ray transmission or X-ray fluorescence, electromagnetic, infrared, laser. Um, and you're looking at that characteristic of the, of the rock and comparing it to a database of other rocks and for that deposit. And you're looking and saying, is this ore or is this waste? And can I train the computer to tell the difference instantly in order to divert that rock into ore or into waste? Um, and it, it, not just particle sorting, like we explained here, but it could also be um, bulk sorting, where mm -hmm. you can diverting hundreds of rocks at a time. Um, shovel sorting, where each scoop is analyzed. Uh, there's a lot of different potential uses for it. So, uh, oh, so to go into that a little bit more, so uh, at these different points, um, why would you... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, uh, the, some of the questions are going to be very simplistic yeah. uh, questions for me, but why would, uh, at these different points, why would you put it there as opposed to another area? Uh, is it depending on the mining operation, the type of mining? Yeah, it, it'll depend on um, cost, tonnage, cost to process. Um, so if you've got a very, very large um, open pit deposit, you're going to want to consider um, scoop sensors, you're going to want to consider um, bulk diversion systems. Um, you may also consider particle sorting, um, but you don't want to jump straight to particle sorting because it's rather expensive per ton compared mm -hmm. to some of the very bulk cheap methods. Right. So could you explain particle sorting a sure. little bit more? So particle sorting is when um, the ore starts on a, a traditional conveyor but is then spread out over a much wider conveyor so that each, um, each particle is exposed um, to the detector above it. All rocks are scanned simultaneously. Mm -hmm. um, and then as they fall off the end, the computer has by that time decided that, yeah, this is worth keeping. So it'll fall into the ore bin. Mm. 
or if it's worth rejecting, um, could be a mechanical diverter or an air jet, will bump it into the, the waste bin. Mm. How accurate is this? Your accuracy depends on particle size and your algorithm and your sensor, but um, 85 to 95% accuracy is pretty common. Mm -hmm. um, could be higher, but it, it depends on the deposit. I was, re I, I was doing a little bit of my, my own research on it and, and said some of the reasons that this is coming in now is because it's, the, the, it's harder to, to find high grades oh, yeah, in material now. So is, that, is, it, is it the demand <coughs> is why this is becoming um, part of the industry now? Yeah. Um, you know, especially in the gold industry. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, no um, worries. The, the cutoff grade and the deposits available have been steadily decreasing in, mm -hmm. in grade. Um, and profits have suffered. Um, to an extent, that's made up for by the rising metal prices. Mm -hmm. But if you can take a 2 gram per ton gold operation and bump that up to four or five grams per ton, your profitability just, the, the whole equation changes. Yeah. yeah. And is it a, uh, how much cost, uh, so you, your higher productivity, assuming that you've actually yep. got the material there to recover, but um, it, how, how much is the cost, uh, a cost increase, I should yeah, say, yeah. percentage-wise? So percentage-wise, we've never actually done it that way, but um, approximately one to three percent, probably. Um, you know, compared to traditional processing, um, well, it could be 5% up to, yeah. Um, but it's, it's very cheap and simple. You've, you've got a sensor, you've got some electrical costs, you've got the conveyor. Um, but compared to a grinding circuit or a flotation yeah. circuit, the costs are fairly trivial. And where is, the, where is the future going in this? Like, is this, I mean, is this something that's here and now? Um, or, like, I mean... Where where is this going to end up? So where five years from now? Right now, the um, the top size limit for, uh, is about four inches mm -hmm. for a machine. Uh, we'd like to see that increased as far as possible. Um, the higher the limit, the less crushing is required before sorting. Mm. Um, every time you crush, there is a certain amount of material that ends up uh, minus half inch, which is our practical undersized limit. You want to reduce the amount that's undersized um, so that you can sort a higher proportion of your mm -hmm. ore. Um, other improvements, uh, sensor um, uh, accuracy, sensor selectivity, um, uh, and just overall equipment capacity. Yeah. Um, for particle sorting, 100 to 200 is a fairly big machine. We'd really like to see 300 to 500 ton per hour machines. Right. But they're just not here yet because of the, the scale that would be needed. Uh, th there's something I was wondering too. Like when you take, a, let's say, a 24-inch conveyor and that sensor is, is on that conveyor. Now, is the, does it need different equipment or does the, does the software and the sensors work within basically any type of equipment where it's applicable? Or is it... Does equipment need to be customized, or is the program customized to the equipment? Everything is pretty much customized. Mm. So if you're starting with a standard 24-inch conveyor, and you put a sensor above it, you won't be able to do particle sorting. But you could do bulk sorting. Mm. So the sensor would tell the computer, hey, look, the last 30 seconds, we've had really good ore. Send this straight to the mill. And then a minute later, it'll say, okay, the ore that's been coming by lately has been very poor quality. Mm. Let's start diverting this to the waste piles. 
So, who are the main players? Are well, they you've got um, Steinert, Tomra, Red Wave, Comex, Rados, um, and uh, there's a few others too. Um, and that's uh, your particle sorting. Um, and then you've got uh, MindSense you know, doing the shovel sorting. Um, and um, you've got a number of other bulk sorting um, companies available. I'm so trying to think of the name of it. I, I saw the guy at the conference here. Um, well, w w you can always you can always tell us it later. We'll plug yeah, it. We'll, we'll edit it in. That'll be yeah. great, great <laughs> technology. It's amazing what you can do. <laughs> um, and uh, and these are these. Oh, ScanTech. ScanTech. There we go. There we go. Actually, we'll try that. to put those links in into the descriptions as well. So that would be fantastic. Yeah. And so the, they're developing the technology and manufacturing, distributing it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we're an engineering company. We'll look at a particular deposit for a client. And then we'll look at all the technologies available and say, well, these ones have the best chance of working for this deposit. Right. Let's check these ones first. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, and that, that was actually my next question. So where does Sacredavy come come into this this yeah. process? Is, and you're actually making the recommendations on the for this technology depending on their needs. So d d does that mean that you are specializing in this as opposed to another engineering firm that's, that's not quite up to date on it, or, or how does that? Well, we're, we're, yeah, we're definitely leaders in ore sorting, uh, but we also do flotation and grinding and leaching and all those other things, because we have specialists in all those areas. Right. Um, but the last few years, we've got the most traction with ore sorting. Mm. Um, we've had over 30 projects in ore sorting, um, including some that were constructed and built, and we're building a couple more this summer. So it's definitely been the most popular thing we've seen in the last three years. Right because of limited ability to, or depleted um, yeah, Just the, the economic impact yeah. that ore sorting does. It's, you know, when I tweak a mill circuit, I can squeeze an extra 3%, 5% from it. Um, and that would be a huge accomplishment. Or I can trim a few million out of the budget. When you put in ore sorting, your production might go up 50% or 60%. Really? Yeah. Um, so, it's just a complete game changer, and that gets mining companies' attention. Right. A lot of times, they'll be very resistant to um, any sort of change or any sort of new technology, because that's the nature of the industry, and that's fine. Um, but when you get a business case like this, and it's so compelling, mm -hmm. it's much harder for them to resist that opportunity. Yeah. And are there mines? I, I know you said there's sort of a, a the size or a, a limit on how big the sensors are. Or each individual particle sorting machine, yeah, it's right. limited to maybe a couple hundred tons per hour. Right. So, are there are there mines now though that are in that size range that are that have the full system in place? Are you uh, seeing it now? Yes. Yes. And I've seen um, packs of five to ten machines. Hmm. Um, so they come grouped together, so they're able to do a thousand tons per hour or yeah. something like that. I mean, obviously, to me. Um, it would seem that you, you've got this technology and then you've got the OEMs that are manufacturing this equipment and, and bringing it to market. There must be a, a huge demand for partnerships in this kind of, um, to get this technology to a sort of a, a mainstream in the yep. mining industry. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, so I know MindSense is uh, working with a, a few people in partnership. Um, Tomra and Autotech have mm -hmm. joined forces um, Tomra provides the equipment and the, the experience. 
Autotech provides the um, sales power, mm -hmm. and they've worked together. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, um, especially as this becomes more and more mainstream. Yeah. And it, based on reactions at this conference, I think it already is now considered a mainstream technology. Yeah. But it, it hasn't gone through full implementation yet. It hasn't fully integrated into the systems. Ooh, uh, it has at quite yeah. a few places. Right. Um, maybe 100. Yeah. It's, it's tough to get accurate numbers as right. a lot of places will not release their data. Mm -hmm. um, we were very happy to have uh, four mines release their operations data to us so that we could present it at this uh, conference. Um, but that's sort of a new trend. Yeah. So it's tough to tell how how uh, proven the technology is, mm -hmm. but it's definitely very commercialized. Right, yeah. yeah. And actually, I'll wrap up with this question, is where, and I think you've answered it in some ways, but ultimately, where is it going to go? Is that is is it going to become standard? You set up a mine, you, you, have, you have the sensor-based ore processing in place, like just standard? It'll probably end up being one of the um, go-to technologies. Mm -hmm. So not every mine has all the same pieces of equipment, but things like um, sag mills and crushing and grinding and flotation and leaching are pretty much standardized. So if yeah. you have a sulfide deposit, you do this and this and this, ore sorting would be one of those pieces. Um, and I think it will become more and more of just a, a step, mm -hmm. a standard step that people take when they're evaluating their deposits. Yeah, yeah. Let's, um, I have, I actually, I'm going to add one, one more question for my own curiosity. When you talk, you talked about sorting and before it goes into the, maybe it gets sorted before it goes into a crushing system. Or, or would it not get sorted? It, it could. Yeah. So um, some of the technologies before crushing. Usually if it's particle sorting, it'll be right after the first crusher. So your gyratory or your jaw, yep. then your sorter. So is that going to lead then to less wear on the, so a more efficient operation, less wear, less maintenance on the machines because you're not, you're not handling um, basically material that's not, doesn't need to be processed? In theory, yes. In okay. practice, it won't. Because if I'm able to take a, a thousand tons, mm -hmm. reject 500 of those because they're worthless and we would have lost money processing. So those are gone. Now you've got a, a mill designed to be able to handle that thousand, but you've only got 500 left. Mm. Yeah, you'd save on wear and tear and costs and that's all great. But the first thing that mine is going to do is find another 500 tons to replace that. Right. So that's where you're able to, in that case, if you're re able to replace that with um, an equal grade, you could almost double your Milk right. production, metal production. Now, is that in theory or in practice? Have you seen that result? We have seen result? that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've seen, you know, 90%, 85% recovery in 10%, 15% of the rock. Um, and that mine is able to, yeah, if they can get it from, uh, from their pit, they can produce double their metal. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, and that was a uh, tungsten mine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a lot of information. I mean, uh, you know, in speaking with you, I, I first learned about the technology, so it's it's so new to me. So it's kind of when I'm, you know, the other some of the other topics we cover, you know, you can have some basic idea, in it, but this this technology is something that you really do need an expert. So and it's a very big topic. Yeah. Uh, at the CMP in Ottawa, we did a a whole day session just explaining all the different steps and all the different tests and all the different flow sheets and applications. Yeah. And it, it's an eight hour 
topic. Is there is there some is is there some sort of literature or, or a place that you would send someone who's just trying to learn it, or is it is it a little spread out at the moment? It is a little spread out. There's a lot of papers, but there's not um, a beginner's textbook. Yeah. Um, you know, an idiot's guide to ore sorting. Um, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some advanced textbooks, but um, it's tough to jump straight into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if you think of any, <laughs> I, I will let you know. Please let us know. We'll Absolutely. put those in the descriptions because there is going to be a lot of people that are interested that uh, it they'll be similar t to me and that never really heard of it before or or have heard of it but don't under have a good understanding. And uh, you know, I guess in uh, if nothing else, they can get in touch with you. Oh, of course. Yes, I'm always around. They can just give me a call. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brent. Thank you very much for joining us for the podcast. Well, I thank you for it. having me. Yeah, um, and I will catch up with you later. Sounds good. Okay, thank you. We have a little pause between while we, we exit, so thanks. Yeah, we'll keep rolling though. Keep rolling, yeah. Oh. That's, that's okay. So th thanks, so uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you after. That was, I hope you got all the information that you wanted to. We are still rolling. Covered. Yeah. yeah it's, Jared's it's just uh, the other, saying goodbye uh, to Brent. It's a hard <clears throat> and as he does that, I'll just say like that was a lot of information. Um, that's something that I had, like, I had never actually heard yeah. of uh, of any of this. You know, <laughs> under yeah. like just no. trying no, to understand what yeah. this sensor um, is is kind of it's literally out of uh, out of my knowledge. Absolutely, I had no idea what it was. So now I, I yeah, I'm basically just like Jared. I I need a book. A, a complete encyclopedia and on this. Yes. Because um, no idea. Um, sorry, my phone is doing something very weird. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, it what, thinks what, I'm talking what, to it. What is that? Um, that's Bixby for Samsung. Oh, cool. So Bix Bixby? Bixby. Big, big or Big? Big. big like B I X. B big, oh, Bixby. Bixby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So are we still rolling? We are still rolling. Oh, yeah. great. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see. Sometimes you do these interviews, and you feel like you all of a sudden gained a bunch of knowledge. Sometimes you're like, I, I, I think I just, uh, I, I, I don't even know where to start now. So it's probably yeah. one of those things. We'll probably have to get him in again. We'll have. I, I, I need him to like uh, for a couple hours just to really understand how well how the system works, how these sensors really work. Um, I mean, I, I understand the whole that you it's a separation thing and, and that kind of thing. But it's like how how is this technology? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm like a kid, you know, the kid that constantly asks why well, why. <laughs> well, here I'll I'll be to thank you. So very well. Various sorting solutions include, but are not limited to, <laughs> X-ray transmissions, infrared technologies. Okay, well, you already lost me at those two because I don't even know how those things work. But, excuse me. That, that, so that, that's just like a whole nother, like, you need to be able to, like, you need to look at each look one. Look up all yeah. of these. Yeah. yeah. I, I think what I would almost want to do is get Brent in again for another interview and, and get him to talk about it in, a, in sections. Yeah. So well, do like a full hour podcast and go, okay, let's talk about this. So, because he's talking about like in the loading process on like an LHD. Yeah. And into the trucks. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. What systems do they use there? Because that was a general thing of, okay, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's sensor telling you if there's a high grade of, yeah. of rare earth minerals in there. 
okay, that's fine. But, but how? How, does, how uh, does it actually do that? Like, how does it decide? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's technology. You kind of, a lot of the times it's hard to explain that there's, there's a system in there that says this is. Well, <laughs> yeah. And you, I mean, you got to understand the engineering of it as well, right? I mean, it's not like they've been in, the explaining or processing in general can be a challenging mm -hmm. topic. Now you're adding on another layer. Yeah. I got to go back and read this list because I, I x-ray. So, yeah. So these. Various sorting solutions include, but are not limited to, X-ray transmissions, infrared technologies, color recognition. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so it's like hmm. eyes. Um, electronic magnetic sensors. That's I'd be interested. So I guess mag, um, like magnetic uh, products or like materials maybe mm -hmm. that senses that. Okay, X-ray luminescence. Photo Photometry. I feel like I should know how to say that word. <laughs> Photo, <laughs> photometry, radiometry, X-ray, fluorescence, visual spectrometry. Spectrometry. I need to. I need spectrometry? to Spectrometry. Spectrometry. <laughs> yes. Spectrometry. Spectrometry. So yes. Electromagnet. Okay. Radi radiometry. 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 Photometry. Photometry. <laughs> I, I really hope we're saying this correctly. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get some Snickers <laughs> for this Apparently next one. Apparently, we can't speak. Um, that's like a lot of yeah. Like just with that, I, I'm I'm lost. Yeah, I'm that's just the technology they use. Now, where is that technology and used? How is, how that is it used? How yeah. is it applicable? What does every little piece of that? Well, I didn't want to take do. up too much of Brent's time, but he's talking about oh, so it sorts it. I'm going. Well, how, how does it? <laughs> How does the equipment go? How does, like, because I'm thinking, okay, it's a conveyor, but it's not, because I understand how a screen works. If you yeah. put it through it, you've crushed it, it goes through a screen, mm -hmm. so there's different sizes of material, and so that screen. But in this process, it's not about the size. It's not size-based. It's, um, it's what is actually in the material that it's basing it on. So then how does it make that, how does yeah. that equipment then split and to go to one yeah. area over here and one over here. And if it's on a conveyor, I mean, it can't move it on the conveyor. So, I mean, there, obviously there's an answer. There, I, there I realize is, that I'm asking a question <laughs> that maybe half the people watching me will already know, yeah. but I don't know the answer. I, so, um, yeah, and, and it, the other thing that I was reading about is what it, what it can sort. Um, I, I say I'm reading. I mean, Arjun does this research for us and, and does the digging. And it's, I, I'd be lost without it. Because, again, understanding the basics of mining, I understand it. Um, but when you get into the specialized stuff, it, it, it's so yeah. you have to dig quite deep. And I didn't know, well, like I look at something like this um, electromagnetic sensors. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that doesn't apply to, like, for example, you've got, this is all the applications, the mining applications that can be used. So industrial minerals, this would be your limestone, your quartz, uh, calcite, phosphites, magnesite, um, and then it goes into stuff like slag. It can, so it can be used for everything, like uh, is it stainless steel, carbon steel, um, non-ferrous slag. I don't even know what the, I don't even know what half this stuff is. My goodness. Um, and uh, how do you say that word? Ferrochrome? Ferrochrome? 
You added in T's. Oh, and sorry. M's. I don't know which one you're, you're oh, pointing no, at. Oh, Ferrochrome. Yeah, Ferrochrome slag. Yeah. Ferro? Ferrous? Ferrous metals? Ferrous metals, yeah. So those are your iron ore, your chromite, your manganese, um, coal, and other fuels, oh. and gems, so diamonds, emeralds, rubies, etc. So it's go, it works on all the technology, and I guess that's... And now, see, it starts to make a little bit of sense because um, when you're talking about all these different, you know, the x-ray transmissions, the infrared technologies, mm -hmm. color... Yeah. You need all these technologies to be able to accurately sense. And the other question that I'd be curious to know is, is, yeah. is, it, is all these technologies mixed in with one sensor? Is one sensor made with just one or two? Yeah. At different stages, are there different types of sensors? So, yeah, it could create a lot of questions for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just glancing over there because I, I, we got another guest coming in at four, and they do... Unless you want to see, I'm going to reach back here and get it. They're doing, I, I'm not sure if that's the gentleman that we're interviewing, but this is a, a company that's doing, they're doing the sensors, but with a iPad. Yeah. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually take a picture and do it. So then, I mean, I don't know, there's all this other technology. Are they using that as well? I, it's, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna uh, just call Rory over for a second and ask him if someone is coming in. So I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm gonna move the mic away so I'm yelling into the audience here. <laughs> Rory, or do you have uh, do you have our guest coming in? He's not here yet. Our guest is not here yet. Oh. But he's coming. But he, but he's coming. He's coming. Okay. So I'm gonna continue on going through this because so it 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 advantages of sensor-based ore process going to tr Tomra and sorting solutions technology developer. So it's a lot of things what he was talking about. Yeah, decrease yeah. your mining costs, increase your deposit exploration and life of mine, reliable and efficient sorting, decrease your haulage costs, reclaim, well, and haulage costs, that's because if you're not hauling material that you don't need to haul. Yeah. Um, reclaim old waste dumps. This is, a, this is something that is huge for the industry because they were, I mean, they processed these, um, the, these, um, these mine sites and processed all the ore, but the, this technology was, if it's from 50 years ago, some of the grade is as good as the grade that they're starting new mines as or very close to. So they're going through and they're re- processing this mm. um that'd be another thing see i wish i had a, I, sh I should have kept him here longer and, and dug in um so we'll have to do another podcast because yeah. it was just so much good um reduce energy consumption reduce water consumption increase production reduce the amount of uh fine tailings uh sell a coarse product yeah so it's just it's crazy yeah it's one of those topics that we just have no like no idea what it is to be honest, I mean, or, or especially not how it works. Yeah. Um, so it, it's really hard to kind of talk about it without. With, without, a, without an expert. But yeah. I think it does go back. It goes back to the idea that we, that, that mining is, people do not realize how much the technology, you know, it's, it's, you know, you get a, like, placer mining even. Uh, mm -hmm. We had Jordan on earlier with the high Gs and the trommels and the different types of trommels, the different sizes and yeah. different sizes of materials. It's, it's, 
that's just plaster. They don't even use chemicals. And then you get into the ore processing hard rock mining, which is exactly what it sounds like. They're hard rocks. Mm -hmm. And when you crush them down and you have to find this gold within that, the technology and the innovation that comes out of mining, and I mean, they say mining is a slow moving when it comes to technology. And for me, it's kind of like slow moving compared to what? Um, I mean, the, the energy industry, obviously, that's a huge push, especially for, um, for green initiatives and things like that. There's a huge push. But there's also emission things that mines are trying to get under. Mm -hmm. So there's that side of the technology. We were talking to a German company uh, uh, yesterday, and they have, the, uh, you know, like in the buses, the, the, the bus has those, the electric ones. They're, they're electric-powered buses yeah, in, yeah. in downtown, and they, they run on, on those the, tracks, yeah. right? Well, they're doing that in, in the mine sites. Really? Yeah, so it's, and it's a dual, so it's really interesting. Um, I, what, he was a little bit shy to go on camera, unfortunately, but it was a really cool technology where what, it, what they were doing is, because the mine, they have to go into the different spots, right? Yeah. Especially like an open pit mine uh, they, as they're digging, mm -hmm. so they can't set up the tracks every time. So the, the rock truck goes down into the site, into a, sp a very specific location, gets loaded, maybe with a sensor on it, and then it drives out to sort of the, the common track that's going to okay. take it back to the plant. And then it hooks up to that. Oh. And, and so they're saving, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on fuel because it goes down into where it needs. And electric, electricity is an incredible thing because a, a diesel engine has to churn and get, the, get going, get the power up, mm -hmm. right? But when you're talking about electric, it's instant. That's why it's a car like a Tesla. So imagine you, you're, you get on this, this huge rock truck um, that's carrying thousands and thousands of tons, comes in, and it hooks on, and it's matched up with the, the right amount of electricity to power it, and it's just going along smoothly with no, without that engine sort of resistant of the combustible, mm -hmm. combust combustion engine. Wow. So it's been a long day. It has been. I'm, yeah, my voice is getting a little bit. It still it looks like it's got quite a quite a bit of punch to it, though. <laughs> I think it's all the not coffee you've not had. I've been looking. How many times did I leave looking for well, coffee? You told me like about three or four times that you were leaving for coffee. It wasn't mess for Yeah, it's not going to be coffee now after this. So it's yeah, I don't need <laughs> coffee anymore. It's, we're going we're kicking it up a couple levels. <laughs> Absolutely. By that I mean beer. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. Just I realized beer. that sounds <laughs> No, no. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I hope that this show is really starting to let people realize some of the innovation and what minds are doing. Yeah. And you know, they I mean just okay you're you're talking about you know mining is is quite slow in comparison to a lot of other industries in in technology um but i've walked around and i look at the amount of of tech that um is being showcased here and i go wow like for for a whole mining industry um it, it's not it's not that far away with with new technology coming in mm -hmm. yeah no it's yeah it's well and like you said a lot of the technology is here it's but it's integrating. We had another show about autonomous vehicles and that That's remote right. vehicles. It's it's tough 
to integrate it in. That's that's the challenge. Yeah. It's not the technology itself. It's the integration of the technology. It's the community's response yeah. to the technology, and um, and that's going to be where the big challenge is. So. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll continue to see it. We'll continue to follow it. And I, I think uh, we're still waiting for a guest. I don't know if he's going to come. We might have got ditched. <gasps> oh, no. Ouch. But if we did, what are you going to do? It's okay. We can we can uh, take a break and... Take a break and get him back in later. and Yeah. yeah. Create another podcast, another episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another one today. <laughs> we're not rewriting another <laughs> one today. But we've got two more to do. Um, yeah. We were doing five in total at CIM. And we just lot. got such a good response. And, and that's just the podcast themselves. We're actually doing interviews aside from that. So we're keeping quite busy. Yeah, where can people go uh, to see the interviews on our website? What is it? Um, it's actually crownsman.com forward slash interviews. Yeah. Um, there you will find all the different um, interviews we've done throughout um, throughout the years and the time. Uh We've done a, f a couple, um, you know, with way before this, um, mm -hmm. and there's also a few more. We've, we went to the Quinell Gold Show, um, yeah. and so there'll be those um, that will be going up soon enough as well. Yeah. Um, just getting edited. <laughs> just getting produced, <laughs> you know, yeah. Getting all pretty. Um, yeah, so you can go there and the podcast as well at uh, crownsman.com forward slash uh, cr the Crownsman podcast. Yeah. Um, and it was, um, yeah, it's... I actually think we have our guest has oh, arrived. Our guest has arrived. Fantastic. Oh, hi, Hello, Rory. Rory. Are you are you don't, are you our next guest? Can, let's hold on before <laughs> before we continue. Let me uh, because <laughs> otherwise we can't hear Rory. Let's try that. How about that? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, perfect. So uh, Tom's going to be coming in, and okay. he is from Whipware. He's got quite an interesting product line. Yeah, I was looking at it earlier. So uh, where did you meet Tom? I met him, well, first I met him a couple years ago at CIM oh. when we were here managing the Savanaugh booth. Oh, um, okay. But then I've, I think I've, I've probably tried to sell him a few times in the last couple of years. So, yeah. But anyway, now we can have an interview with him and get to know more about his business. Cool. Sounds good. Bring him in. So, we, Tom, uh, do I have Tom, some information Tom on? I don't have his card, but Tom. Okay. Well, well. I'll he probably talk. has a card, so yeah. I can see his name tag. <laughs> Perfect. I can take care of it. <laughs> okay. Come on in, Tom. I'll switch you out with Rory. Thank you, Tom. Have a seat. Thank you for joining us. You are possibly our last guest of the day. Oh, you you saved the worst till the last. No, I say the best. <laughs> I say the best. Best. Because uh, this one, this this is about um, well. Let me make a quick introduction first. I'm Jared Downey. Tom. Hi. I'm Gaudi Molina. Gaudi Molina. Nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us. How's the uh, how's the show going so far? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. There seems to be a lot of interest in technology these days yeah. and innovation and stuff like that. So that seems to be the bud buzzwords of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm well. sorry. Before we continue, can I get you to kind of pull in the mic a little bit more into <laughs> you? There we go. Okay. Perfect. That's a lot better. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've from what we've been the interviews we've been doing, obviously technology is yeah it's coming up in every single interview, even if it's not the topic we were talking about new versus used, mm -hmm. and basically technology overshadowed the whole the whole thing. So, I think it's partially because it's it's now becoming like the technology is here, it is being used by mind, so it's a reality mm -hmm. um, that's going to happen. How long has 
let's let's start from the top. Let, who who is your who is your company? Uh, what do they do? It's it's called Whipware, and it was uh, it was some technology that I developed uh, probably about 25 years ago when I worked for the Dupont company, the Dupont Explosives, hmm. and um, we needed a way at the time to actually quantify blast results. Um, and uh, so we kind of searched throughout the world, and we were looking for some way to be able to characterize or put a number to blast mm -hmm. efficiency. And um, I went to Waterloo University in Canada, and uh, they had this process whereby they were trying to enhance imagery and get some engineering data from it. And the name of our company is Whipware. Mm. Uh, the WIP stands for Waterloo Image Process. Ah. So nothing kinky about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I lose a lot of audience that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to yeah. dot it that down. So, um, yeah, so we created uh, this way where we would take a picture of broken material and... Um, uh, from that, be able to get some engineering data. Because mm -hmm. before, it would just you'd look at a blast and you'd say, "What do you think? Oh, it looks okay." But you really can't optimize a process unless you can benchmark it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know if you're getting any better or worse unless you can put some numbers on things. Right. Uh, whether you're trying to manage time or or distance or anything else, you you need you need figures, units. Yeah. And so this enabled us to do that. And um, over the years, um, not only do we measure broken rock uh, blasting, but the whole mining process is nothing more than a comminution stage. You know, you, you blast it, uh, you crush it, you grind it, you mill it. Uh, so all of those stages, the material keeps getting smaller and smaller. And how do you really optimize a process like that if you don't know how well you're doing through every stage. So does this fall under sensor-based ore processing? Is it, is, or is it a different technology under a different flag? Uh, I suppose you could regard it as sensor-based. Uh, again, traditionally, if you wanted to measure the size of materials, you would pass it through a graded opening, screens or whatever. Right. Um, and that's still the de facto standard for doing granulometry. But uh, in many cases, it takes a long time by the time you get a, a sample and hopefully it's representative and you, uh, you pass it through all these screens and you weigh the factions that are captured on each screen. And by the time you get results, it could be, uh, I don't know, many hours later, mm -hmm. uh, which is too late to act upon that information. Our technology allows you to measure that material in real time. And, and if you're off spec, you can adjust it. Mm -hmm. So that's, and it's not disruptive. You know, we have online systems that measure material on conveyor belts. We have uh, systems that measure material in haulage trucks, mm -hmm. uh, dumping throughout the whole process. So it's, it's uh, yeah, really quite. When you say non-disruptive, what, what, what do you, you mean by that? Is it doesn't interrupt the system? That's right. Well, if, you know, if you wanted to get a, a, a sieve sample, you'd have to stop the production in order to get the sample. Right. And uh, in, in, in the industry, that means you have to stop a conveyor belt 
and maybe lock it out so that it doesn't inadvertently start while you're in mm -hmm. there. And then uh, by the time you go through all that process and that, it's just, data is only good if, if you get it in a timely manner. Right. You know, there's all kinds of people that collect data. But, uh, I mean, if it's a month later, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. It might give you some ideas and some trending, but it's way, way too late to improve anything. Yeah. You said you developed, like, as in you personally developed this? Uh, myself and I had a couple of business partners from Waterloo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so how has the technology evolved? It's, it's, really, it's really evolved rapidly uh, because uh, uh, imaging technology has really improved. Mm -hmm. So is computer technology. Uh, so has the various sensors, you know. Um, at first, when we developed it, you would actually go out on a blast and take a picture with an ordinary camera and bring it into a, a software program that yeah. would allow you to measure it. And uh, now it's, uh, I mean, there's automated online systems. We actually control production machinery now. Uh, in fact, we're finding that uh, everybody carries a device. Mm-hmm. I've got an iPhone. I can use my iPhone to actually measure material. That iPad that you've got in front of you, you could use that to measure our stuff. Yeah, and then and now does that integrate it into a team or is it one device or, or does that get sent back somewhere or it, how does that all work? It could be any of those things. You, you could actually take a picture, you could, you could do it yourself mm -hmm. uh, or uh, there's online systems that would feed it into a historian or actually control some production machinery. Uh, we even have people that are flying drones over blasts mm. and uh, taking tho those images wow. and bringing them in and getting them processed. So it's, it, it really opens up a whole bunch of different avenues. Well, that must be just incredibly groundbreaking to be able to fly over, uh, you know. A Literally groundbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no pun intended. Um, d d because the work that it would take to go in and do samples at one time, mm -hmm. that's, so this technology, now does it fully replace it or does it give you a, a guideline to go, okay, there is something worth digging in and testing here? Um, it, it helps you at the start to design the blast. Uh, explosives is a really, I'll say, complicated industry in that there's so many variables. Right. You know, the geology, the rock type, there's many different types of explosives. There's different timing you can introduce. I mean, there's so many things that you you can do to affect a blast. Mm -hmm. um, there is an optimum size for every blast, depending on your production equipment and, and what the final use of it is. Um, so you really need something to be able to track figures. You know, you can, you could just track the characteristic size of a blast and then you could wait until all the figures came in you know for maintenance uh, throughputs energy consumption all of those things and and you'll soon twig in that hey when when the size range is here our production costs are there mm -hmm. and as the size goes this way the production cost seems to follow it down so it tells you right away where you should be going right you know and it's not always you have to make it finer mm -hmm. But in many cases it is. Maybe it's just to eliminate some oversize. Right. And and so again, you you need the tool. So it is. It's it's educating on you for the next blast as well. Yeah. That you'll you'll and how you'll set things up. Yeah. 
What's the challenge? Uh, I'm, I'm sure with these new technologies, as a, I'll, I'll say this in a two-part question. What is the challenge with the technology, um, as in where, what needs to get improved so it is even better, um, and entering into markets, uh, what challenges do you face? Um, the, the, the challenges we typically found was you're, you're trying to introduce a novel new technology into a traditional business. All right. Okay, so there's, you know, there's people that are saying, hey, I've been in this industry for 30 years, and I never had this, you know, we can do without it. Yeah. So they're not really that, or they traditionally haven't been receptive to change like this. Right. But uh, certainly now we're seeing with uh, remote sensing, with robotics, with automation, I think the mining industry is going like the, like the automotive industry is right. going. Um, you know, there was a, a lot of resistance maybe to automation initially, but today you would never think about building an automobile by hand. You, mm -hmm. you just, it doesn't make sense. Right. And I think mining industry is going to find the same way that, uh, you know, it's uh, the old ways we did things are probably, you know, won't fly in the future. It just, you, you can't be cost competitive to do that. Yeah. And are you, and are you seeing that shift firsthand? We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We're, uh, we're global. We, you know, we have clients throughout the world. Um, typically in maybe the, uh, Maybe in Europe and, and more more developed countries where labor rates tend to be higher and things like that, right. they they have to be more efficient if mm -hmm. they want to be the low cost producer, and uh, so they're really grabbing up on technology like that because it just makes so much sense for them. Mm -hmm. um, there's a big emphasis these days for uh, things like uh, environmental concerns, and and so when you do it more efficiently, you're probably more more environmentally conscious. Yeah. Uh, energy is a big, uh, a big thing for most people these days, and yeah. it's one of your big costs. Yeah. Uh, so it certainly reduces that. Mm -hmm. One of the most efficient ways of breaking material is still chemical energy explosives. Right. And uh, so if you utilize them, if you don't blast it properly, then it's going to cost you more to crush it, and right. grind it, yeah. and mill it, and all the rest of it. So it's it's a big chain of events. You can't really look at one discrete element. Mm -hmm. You have to look at the whole picture. Yeah. And you know, I looked at, you know, look, we did an episode about autonomous vehicles, remote vehicles, you know, that um, we just did uh, this on this sensor-based ore processing. Oh, excuse me. Um, this doesn't seem, now are you putting, now I'm, tr I'm trying to get a clear picture. Are you putting the sensors on the machine or is this all on, on picture-based now that this, you choose where you're going to take a picture of? We, we have systems that do everything. Um, we, we have machines that actually measure material in real time on conveyor belts. Have some water. Sorry. Um, we no apologies. <laughs> we actually have uh, sort of robot <coughs> machines that measure the material in haulage trucks as they're dumping. We take pictures of each layer as it ravels out of a truck. Yeah. And we analyze each layer. And then we put all those layers together. I can tell you exactly what's in the truck now. And then if I want to know what the blast is, I just take all the trucks and merge them together. Now I know what the blast was. And then uh, we have uh, other systems like that that measure the material that goes into a rail car or a ship 
uh, you know, or anything like that. And one of the challenges we actually came upon, and I see you have this uh, pamphlet in front of you, mm -hmm. we thought creating the data was the big, our reason for being, mm. but it's not necessarily. It's getting the data to the people that can act on it. Mm. So we found out that, hey, you know, we had a lot of clients that were, they have all kinds of data historians and stuff like that. If nobody looks at it or nobody acts on it, what good is that? Right. Uh, so we decided, look, everybody carries a device. You know, you've got, uh, you've got your, your iPhone, you've got your iPad. Let's integrate this so that when that data does come through, it goes right to your device. And now people are more, much more accountable. You know, they can act on things. Yeah. Uh, you, once you know what your optimum size is in an operation, uh, you, can, you can design this operating envelope. And as soon as the curve goes out of that, it, it, it rings a little alarm. Right. You know, so your phone can go off and you look. And you can phone the plant. You can say, what's going on? Well, what do you mean, what's going on? Well, for the last uh, 20 minutes, you've been running off spec. Oh, now somebody's going to act on this now. That's interesting, right? yeah. In the past, I mean, maybe your accountant would tell you the, at the end of the month, what the hell happened here? You know, why'd you lose? Why'd yeah. you lose $3 million? So, yeah, it's way I mean, you can understand how we've empowered people now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and the people that are actually doing the work, they know they're accountable now. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've we've created more of a, a factory mentality, maybe to the mining industry. Right. You know, so mm -hmm. communications improved now. And what okay. now? This integration. What? Uh, how how new is this with the iPad and and integrating the technologies? Is that? We we put this out two years ago. It was it was kind of a an idea on my part. I thought, well, let's let's put this out. We'll sell it through the Apple Store. It's a thousand dollars a copy. Bang away you go, because everybody has this already. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we've there have been over five thousand downloads. I think really? in the first wow. eighteen months. Yeah, and actually, really? I had a question with a, the accuracy of this. Like, what is the accuracy? It's it's very good. Uh, we can uh, we can usually match uh, traditional sieving. Sometimes we have to do a calibration, mm -hmm. but uh, no, it's very very close. Uh, See, what happens, because this technology is so easy to implement, you tend to acquire a much larger sample. It's more right. representative. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if you had to go out with uh, bushels or barrels or something to grab a sample, it's only going to be small relative to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas with imaging, because we don't actually have to grab the sample and that, it's we see all of it. Mm -hmm. Like statistically, it just overwhelms any errors that can. Yeah. You know. oh, okay. Yeah. And and because it's imaging, it's scalable. So I can use the same device to measure material in the micron range as to marry, measure something the size of an elephant. Wow. And and there's not many tools that allow you to do that. Right. Yeah. Especially in mining. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's kind of interesting and challenging and. You know, one, one thing you said that struck me is because on the, um, Brent Hilscher was just in um, before you, you sat down, and, um, and he was talking about this sensor-based technology. And one of the questions I asked, well, does it save the equipment because there's less wear on the equipment? Yeah. And his answer was, in theory, yes, but 
if you if the plant is set up to do a thousand tons, mm -hmm. you don't you're still going to want to run a thousand tons through it. It's just now 500 of those tons yeah. are not going to be wasted. Yeah. And, and that really struck me. It's not about running less through. And they, I mean, they want, they bought the equipment because they want to, to use it, mm -hmm. but they want the right stuff. And that's really where this technology is, is the game changer. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and in addition to doing, like we actually measure size and shape and, and we actually do volumetrics too. So we can tell you the number of cubic mm. yards of material or cubic meters or whatever you went through. Uh, from that, you can actually maybe marry it with a belt weightometer and, and compute densities. Yeah. So a lot of these mining companies are, are processing. Certainly mining is nothing more than material handling, very yeah. sophisticated material handling. Many times they're processing material that's essentially waste. Mm -hmm. And so if you know the density, maybe sometime you can differentiate, oh, this is waste material, maybe we divert this off and not send it to the process. There's so many savings when you can start to do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Well, and what was the question? I, ha I had one of these questions I was, I was going to ask, and it, it, I'm drawing a bit of a blank <laughs> on it. Yeah. So I might have to come and find you again. No, to no problem. Ask you, but... Um, well, actually, something I was going to ask about it too is, what is the technology? Because I was reading on on one of my reports, um, the, all the different types of technology that goes into these sensors. Mm -hmm. So this technology, what is, is it imaging? Um, I'm assuming it's not using heat or some sort of magnet sensor. So what is the actual technology it's using? It's, it's just imaging. Uh, I mean, uh, cameras have really improved. Uh, Computer technology has really improved. Uh, lasers have improved. Uh, all of this stuff gets married together, right. you know, with this. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just everything's kind of coalescing these days. Yeah, it's absolutely. And and you're, it, will this be commonplace? I mean, you said you have 5,000? Did you say 5,000? 5,000 downloads within 18 so months, yeah. Unbelievable. That's a lot of downloads. Yeah, I was, I was expecting and, and a few hundred of you to say, yeah. but I was expecting 5,000. Yeah, and, and it's it's a simple thing. I mean, anybody can use it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a gateway product because yeah. we figure once people understand the value of data, um, they'll probably gravitate toward our, our automated systems. Right. You know, because your time is valuable too. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, the drones, uh, it really lends itself to, to drone technology. Yeah. They, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they blast the material, they send a drone out. It used to be you'd, you'd be out with a camera, it might take you four or five hours to take pictures on the ground. Yeah. And you can take the same thing in four or five minutes with a drone. It, it just f flies the flight plan. The overlap is already there, the, you know, the, the stitching is there bring it into our technology and instantly you have the results. Like, you know, Even with you being involved in it and developing this technology, does it still amaze you when you step back and look at what oh is yeah. happening? Yeah. I just, I find it, the more I look at it, the more unbelievable yeah. I find yeah. it. Actually, you know, and I, you won't be interested in this, but when we started this, computer technology wasn't the way it is. We would take photographs, mm -hmm. photographic film. This is 25 years ago eight by 10 photographs and put tissue paper and students in that would trace the outline of each no and every way. particle. <laughs> and wow. then we would measure the areas of each of those particles. Really? And so when computers came in 
and digital images, I mean, that was a big breakthrough. So uh, we've seen every step as they go wow. through, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and you, you're the president of the company, right? Yeah. 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 So, so for you, are you, have you, uh, this is switching gears a little bit on you, but um, you know, that as, I mean, that's quite a jump yeah. to this. Yeah. So as you as leading the company, have you pushed for that innovation to keep on developing? Um, you know, you, you hear a lot of noise about new technologies that are coming mm -hmm. in and having to pick which direction to take. I mean, those are major decisions you have to make for the company. Yeah. Yeah. So how have you managed those decisions? Do you, you know, are you, is it your personality you kind of lean towards saying I, I've yes? I've always been disruptive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My teachers used to tell me that. And I, and I, and I used to think it was a flaw, but, uh, and maybe it is. <laughs> but uh, no, I like uh, asking why, and I like, uh, you know, disrupting things. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, there's no status quo. You right. keep moving. Yeah. And I've, uh, my son is very, uh, very astute when it comes to technology. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, we have a real, a real good team. And, you know, we work with researchers and all kinds of institutions and that because we're sort of at the leading edge. Uh, uh, we get into other things. Uh, you know, we've certainly done work for uh, NASA and uh, uh, various aerospace organizations and that. We're talking here because it's a mining show. I'm talking to you about minerals and stuff like that. But this technology can also be used in agriculture. Mm. Okay, anywhere where you've got materials that... Maybe you want to detect contaminants. You want to, you know, do some other things. You know, rice is graded based on the number of broken, mm. you know. Medicine has some applications for us, you know. Like we can do cellular counts. We can do uh, cultures and growths. And, uh, so it just goes on and on. The chemical industry uses us, uh, the explosives industry uses us for uh, measuring pearl sizes because that's a very important parameter for making ANFO. Right. Um, emulsions, explosives are emulsions, and we, we count the micelles. So again, it goes on and on and on, but you know, it's not just mining, it's, a, it's yeah. a whole bunch of other things. Well, and we focus on different, I mean, our, our role really is, is to support the industrial sector, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I hope you enjoyed the in interview enough that maybe uh, maybe another interview somewhere down the road and we can sure. dig into a few other things about Always what enjoy doing. talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. And disrupting. Yes, <laughs> and disrupting. <laughs> Tom, thank you very much for sitting down with us. Yep. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank okay. you so much. No problem. <laughs> yeah, you can just hang those up there and uh, Roy will make sure you get a pin on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tom. Oh, oh, that's mine. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Wow. Well, I feel like we learned something. I think we learned a lot of something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I, you know, when we do the full podcast, um, I think uh, I, I don't usually edit it down, but we might. We're, we're about an hour, and can see it over on the clock. Yeah. Um, we might. There was a gap. Of us, and we might cut it down so that people know, or you know what, uh, we'll cut it in to say something with, to let them know that there that he did show up because I don't want people to leave that interview because that is great information yes. and he knows the product and I just as soon as he said about the old way of doing it, I mean it's one thing to come in, you know, we're our company's a little bit like that. We come in yeah. and we got these brand new ideas, 
And um, and I, I've said quite a few times to, to you know to, within the team to we need to as a company integrate what they've got going on. And when he said that, they, I mean they used to be drawing it out. I know. I mean to me How that's leadership. That he was he is he has seen those opportunities yeah. with technology and he's grown it into exactly. what it is. Yeah, and it's not a it's not an easy decision to make. No. Um, especially because you never know. Um, whether it'll work or, or whether it'll be good. And the funny thing is, I think it is fantastic that there is an application for that. I mean, it's it's easy, like, especially because we're trying to move away from paper. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and from us, or from yeah, me. Yeah, we don't even use paper, yeah. We're, we're a total, like, paperless, and I say paperless, paperless. and there's paper here. Uh, it shows uh, up company. sometimes. <laughs> um, under there. We, we've, we've managed to say 90% paperless. Um, so it's kind of nice to see that there is... Um, a way, or we we are not just us, but many companies are moving to become paperless, yeah. and and it's such easy. Like I mean, he said it himself. You have a phone, why not use it for more than just what it is? You know. Yeah, and to that point is, and I think I mean I think he's just nailing it with that technology, um, because it's not about. I I think it's not necessarily about getting rid of paper. It's about getting it making it better mm -hmm. um, and and that's that is the key element is you know in some things if you want to write a quick note paper is still so so yeah, handy right of course so it, it, it has longevity in that way and so it, it kind of hangs around yeah but for this it's just it's so much easier to use the technology and that's how I think people that are developing technology and I think they do I'm not I'm of course not saying they don't but that is the key to get people to accept it. When they look at it and go, that is so much easier and will save me so much time and so much money, then, of course, they're going to be open to it. And I, I, think, I think Tom just yeah. he exemplified that. I'm, I'm really glad he, he stopped by. Yeah. Um, he did, we didn't plug him very well. Um, I just forgot to ask him about his website and that. So uh, their website is www. You don't need a www. <laughs> Um, it's uh, whipware.com, so W-I-P-W-A-R-E, whipware.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, even if you're not into you don't into mining, I mean, it's a yeah. neat technology to check out. Yeah. And like you said, we're going to get Tom back in. Maybe through, I, I'm seeing that they're out based out of Ontario, um, so I don't know how often he comes out here, but maybe we'll keep in touch with them and hopefully get him. I, I'd like to look at some of the other, especially like agriculture, yeah, and to learn about that exactly. technology as well. So, okay, let's, 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 let's wrap up. Yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's tell people where they can find us. Gowdy. You can find us at crownsman.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at crownsmanp. Um, we put a lot of these events on Facebook, so please check it out. Mm -hmm. um, we go to a lot of different trade shows and, uh, you know, whittle ourselves in there to <laughs> um, get uh, podcasts going at yep. the trade shows. So please follow us. And uh, you can follow Jared at Jared Downey and myself at Gaudi Molina, too. Yep. And yeah. Uh, and you can also join. This is brought to you in, in partnership with the IAC, mm -hmm. the Industrial Alliance of Canada. That's a nonprofit organization. Um, their goal, and I, I am one of the board members, their goal is to promote the industrial sector and combat irresponsible government policies that make it hard for the industrial sector to grow and flourish um, in Canada. So it's got two streams, and that's that's why they support us doing the research and, and doing these interviews and doing the podcast. 
and um, and you know you'll see in in other episodes where we'll talk more about these policies that are just making it so tough to grow the industrial sectors, which just yeah. are high-paying jobs, huge opportunities, uh, makes us a leader in the world for for innovation and production, and so we really want to promote that. We appreciate the the IEC. They've got a membership. It's forty dollars a year. It's I mean it's it's just about showing your support and being a part of of a group of like-minded people. So we want to thank them. And thank everybody for watching. We will be back at CIM tomorrow, tomorrow. for episodes 9 and 10. That's right. Yes. Okay. Exciting. Thank you, Gaddy. And thank you. Thank you for watching. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.